horror 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 movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make a movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction cool. skin. Nice. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions. <laughs> but... Thanks for your correspondence, Jacob. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Let's Make a Horror Movie Podcast. Hello. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Edith. It was fantastic. Edith, yeah, thanks, Edith. That's that's John, by the way. Everybody. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm done. So I was completely thrown by Edith. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very good read. Unfortunately, I needed a bit of help, but no, smashed it. She looks frail. She does look frail, but no, yeah. she's she's very capable. But a burning light in her eyes. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, look. So that's John. I'm Dave. This yeah. is, as Edith quite rightly pointed yeah. out, let's make a horror movie podcast. And this is the fortnightly podcast predominantly about horror. Second, well, almost in, almost exclusively. Almost really. exclusively. I mean, it's in the title. Streak of nonsense through it, though. Yeah. Streak, and which sometimes, depending on the episode, yeah. may just slightly move into the majority rather <laughs> yeah. than the minority. It will spill out and sometimes it spreads. If you heard last episode, then you won't need us telling you that because you'll have heard us recording in 37 degrees centigrade heat with yeah. no uh, air conditioning or... One of the hardest things I've ever had to do. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was horrific. It was horrific. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I really hope that that did come across because um, I, when I listened back to yeah. it, I thought, do you know what? It doesn't sound hot. No. And it bothered me greatly. <laughs> I mean, that's why I tried to convey as much as possible, as often as possible, yeah. how hot it actually was. You can't hear heat. Can't hear heat. Nah. But you're just going to have to take our word for it that it was insanely hot. But if you made it to last week's Act 4, or last episode's Act 4, well done. And if you got through the <laughs> through the 15 minutes of delirium, then I hope you kind of got something out of it. Yeah, I was going to say I hope so. you enjoyed it, but I'm not yeah. sure. I think that might be a little you got reaching. You got to see two men out of their element. <laughs> so anyway, that's us. Dave, John, yeah. Edith this week, Tony in the booth. All right, fellas. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Tone. Welcome to the show. In this podcast, what happens is every episode, either myself or John, yep. will pitch a horror movie pitch that they have written that's all original. Yeah, and completely new. Completely new, not yeah. not a recycled idea yeah. in sight. Um, don't believe all those people who don't no. say there's no new ideas. <laughs> no. Don't believe them. No, we, we go straight to the places that stories dwell. Exactly. <laughs> and catch a new one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we catch it with our story net. Yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, put it through the mangler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in in our inspiration mangler. <laughs> and then that's the pitch. Yeah. So then, and then what happens is the other host feeds back on the pitch yep. in Improves this episode. It, tweaks it, listens to it, goes, yes, I yeah. like that, or no. I, I like how you said listens to it, yeah. <laughs> as if there was a chance that one of us would sit here just trying desperately to I'm ignore sure the person. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, it probably has happened. So they feed back, and then obviously we throw it out to you guys the listening audience yeah. and then you write in or tweet us with your ideas or you can do a sort of pictorial feedback on instagram if you can figure out how to do yeah. that anyway so this podcast is in four acts first act john is is feedback on the last episode feedback on last episode's pitch which was yours hobbs lawn it was what episode number are we on right now oh this is episode 28 Ooh. i want to say 28 i've written 28 on my pitch notes well, it's got to be right then so we'll just say 28, yeah, 28 and then look if you're hearing 28 and you're seeing the title of the episode and it's something different yeah trust the title i'm sure tony will, will tony will catch that he'll catch that he'll sort yeah. <laughs> don't, that's how he talks. Don't not, an impression of him. It's mocking. <laughs> I know. Very rude. Anyway, look, 
Act 2 is 10 minutes of John and I just quickly covering off horror-y type things, books, yep. literature, same thing, films, <laughs> TV. Sometimes music. Music, the news, anything horror, yeah, really. Yeah. Anything yeah. horror, current affairs, politics, just all <laughs> horror. Act 3 is the picture itself. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That is basically the podcast. Everything else is 10% free. Yep. And Act 4 is the pitch post-mortem brainstorm for name titles. Yeah. titles a little bit one. of messing around. A little bit of the old knees up mother brown. So <laughs> you know what? Tony's not looking happy with you, mate. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I'm really bad at appropriating it in his accent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though, we're rambling. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Get comfy. Yeah. Tony, do you want to queue up Edith? Hello, you've reached the first act. <laughs> Answer these riddles free. You talk about me I'm mocking sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Edith. Edith's 96. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucking hell, you. But, but she looks 100, so. She does look 100. Milky eyes. That'll do it, though. That'll do it. She can't hear us now. I think Tony's flicked yeah, the switch in the booth. She's about a foot away. <laughs> she can't lip read. Anyway, we're getting off topic. This I'm is being the... mean. I'm sorry, Edith. Yeah. Tone it down. On behalf of all... Non- is it nonagenarians? What's nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah is yeah. it non? Yeah, it must Sounds be. like bollocks. <laughs> sounds like bollocks. Li- well, right in. What is people uh, in their 90s? Somebody who's 10 years older than a octogenarian. Oh, yeah. Everyone remembers octogenarians. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. Septogenarians. It's all the best ones are the octogenarians. Yeah, yeah. All the best ones. They really go down there. Once you're that. a nonag... What did I say? Nonag... I don't even know. Yeah. I think it's because no one's ever done anything of note in the 90s. <laughs> Not enough of them have. Um, the 80s, full of trendsetters. Right. Anyway, oh, yeah, Act 1. So this is, oh, yeah. yeah, for all you new people. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, Edith's yeah. already done it. <laughs> Edith's already introduced us, but for you new people, welcome. This is the feedback on yeah. Hobbs Lawn in this Which case. I think was all right. I think it was, I think it was more than all right, mate. Let's also just quickly stress for everybody listening yeah. that... Your pitch last episode was written to a title that was provided yes. by listener Michael yeah. called Keep Grandma Off the Beans. Yes. You were boxed in. I really was. This uh, is all yeah. just going to wash over you now. I mean, although saying that, I'm quite a fragile man. If it's not glowing praise, I might be my last ever pitch. <laughs> so just going to put that out there, just roll the dice yeah, yeah. on it, see what happens. I think, you know, it's more than appropriate to introduce ultimatums with yeah, our listeners. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, on that note... <laughs> So, J-Dubs' feedback. J-Dubs is our north-of-the-wall, Mothman-educated Scottish correspondent. Yep. An often-heard contributor to the show. Oft-heard. Um, always welcome. In fact, I, yeah. What's more than often? Always. Relentlessly heard? Yeah, yeah, always doesn't sound flash enough. Ever-present. Ever-present's better. Like that. His email is entitled, episode 27, Gimme Yummy in My Mouth, <laughs> is, the, is the subject line. Dear Pinky in the Brain. Oh, thank you. I think we know which one's which. I'll go with Brain. <laughs> I mean, since that, you've left it open that's not how I, how I call uh, it but fine. a bit late but here are a few title ideas for future pictures oh I'll, I'll do that so again new listeners we did offer out this service yes a service yeah. it's a sort of service yeah yeah wrench Ooh, quite, that's quite I, cool I like wrench quite yes, cool. they're punchy that. immediately makes you think of crank yeah but you know horror yeah or screwdriver with that racist band or hatchet Oh, Hatchet is a better one because that's a movie. Hatchet's fucking brilliant. Yeah. If you haven't seen Hatchet, Hatchet 2, 3, or yeah. Victor Crowley, just yeah. make it number one priority. And if you're a bit iffy about, oh, am I going to start with Victor Crowley? Yeah, that's amazing. And then work back. Absolute pleasure. The Witches of Deveron Vale FC of Highland oh. League fame, he says. I, I don't think that's one for you. <laughs> sure. 
I mean, I couldn't pronounce it, but yeah, yeah. one for me, for well, sure. it's Scottish and it's football, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the, yeah, the old special areas. <laughs> I mean, I like football, but... The face cream of doom. Without the cream, I like it. <laughs> I feel if J-Dubs were here, he would say that's probably the most integral part of that yeah. title. I imagine he came up with cream first and just put yeah. words around <laughs> it. Pens, P-E-N-Z. Yeah, that's pens, cool because yeah. you could just do anything yeah yeah it. pens is good sandra sue and the boffins too oh, i like that i like that a lot that's really <laughs> love good. a good rhyming title trade offs gut check yeah that's good that's really some good. of these are really really good curdle oh curdle's good that's good the last bolt i am thinking he was definitely having like it is cereal when he came up with these i i feel like these are a few drinks in because you said cream um, and curdle that's true it might just be sat in the kitchen yeah. Just fishing beers out of the fridge. He's the next one to <laughs> so he just, He's like, I can't call it beer. Uh, cheese, milk. <laughs> Chopping board. <laughs> um, the last one he said is uh, Shanty Jack and the Pipes of Doom. That's definitely one of yours. That sounds like a Scottish one, doesn't yeah. it? Anyway, he says, regarding the pitch, I was quite interested in John's metric for pitch success, which appears to be based on the number of characters he introduces. <laughs> <laughs> we will need to get an intern to run the numbers on the most successful pitches. Pretty sure Sunken Gods will be up there. Yeah, yeah. For new listeners, I think that's episode 13, is it? Sunken Gods? Somewhere around there. Yeah, it's a good that. one, though. It's a good one. Yeah, it's good. He says, I do love the level of effort that went into the smell. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be absolutely clear. It's the countryside stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I researched that. I was driving yeah, the yeah. days previous. Countryside If there was anything stink. that you really nailed the research yeah. on, it was the smell. Yeah. Of all the senses at your disposal in the world of cinema and podcasting, yeah. I would agree with Dave that this might not be the best one to focus on. Just a thought. Well, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take it I got the impression that you hadn't planned on having so much smell content. No, I but want, it just yeah. when you were reading it, you were like, I've, "Yeah, I've doubled down." That's exactly accident. what happened. Yeah, I thought it'd be a throwaway bit that it stinks. There was no real hook at the end of Act One. Full stop. <laughs> that's just oh, not even a not even an explanation. <laughs> it's so self-evident. It feels like that's missing the first half yeah. of the sentence. Yeah. Like da la la la. Yeah. But there was no real hook at the end of Act One. It's like he said, "You've got shit in your face," and there's no need for him to explain it because yeah. it's not his problem. It's my failure. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you fucked that up. You've just got shit all over you. The film had echoes of King Fave for me. <laughs> I mean, I did read po- a popular a opinion, J Dubs, that was <laughs> that was quickly smacked down. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what you mean. <laughs> Something to do with antlers, I don't know. I think there is some great imagery with the unwholesome growth and lots of great visuals for horror lovers and fans of gardeners. Oh, thank you very much. Fans of gardeners world alike. Yeah. I presume fans of Alan Titchmarsh and Monty Don would love to see wretched humans overtaken by blessed plant life. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, Dre Doves, I have a feeling that quite a lot of us would like to mm, see that. I mean, yeah. I, I think I, yeah. for one, would definitely hesitate over the voting stub, put it that way, like over the ballot paper. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you which way I'd go. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking plants are looking pretty good right now. Oh, yeah. You, you would vote for a plant. I'd probably vote for like David Triffids over yeah. over another Tory government. Oh, God, yeah. You know, well, we'll all just take our chances. Yeah. Just don't look at the meteor shower. Because they made those, lo- those lovely nuts, didn't they? <laughs> ah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and lovely. Which yeah. is a really good power source from the oil. There Can you continue. go. Exactly. Talk about sustainability, John. Yeah, Talk about right. Triffids. <laughs> brighter tomorrow. Triffids <laughs> yeah. for a brighter tomorrow. <laughs> just don't look at the meteor shower. 
I agree with Dave that it was a successful attempt at writing to a title. Best of luck with my suggestions above. Peace and love, J-Dubs. Thank you very much, J-Dubs. I, I would agree. Because it was low-hanging fruit with the beans thing. I thought, oh, everyone's going to assume I'm going to go flatulence. And everyone was assuming all was going to show Everyone was talking death. about it. Yeah, that was, that Twitter, was, it was one of the trending topics yeah, on Twitter. It was, yeah, yeah. Old woman shits herself. <laughs> was gonna, was, everybody assumed that was where I was going to go. Hashtag all women shits. <laughs> yeah. Is what started doing the rounds. <laughs> I thought you said all women. <laughs> all women do shit. <laughs> Hashtag all women shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, BLM locked, locked that off, didn't it? And what movement would that be supporting, John? <laughs> But yeah, great ups feedback. Definitely. Lovely as always. Bang on. And I, I really enjoyed all of those titles, actually. And it reminded yeah, me, it's been a while since we've had alternative title suggestions yeah. for any of our pictures. I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely so, going to use some of them. The lowest yeah. hanging fruit for getting involved yeah. <laughs> is to really. just tweet us or email us like, just oh, I think noun. a better title for any yeah. of these picture ideas would be X, Y, or Z. Can you think of a better tool that's not a wrench or the aforementioned sword? What are the best so, so. tool-based horror movies? Yeah. I'm going to vote Hatchet. Without, give, without giving it a huge amount of Hatchet's thought. Hatchet's the best, but Saw's the most prolific. Hatchet shits all over Saw yeah, so hard terrible. and so long that Saw yeah. very quickly drowns in feces yeah, and it all of its franchise. People still say how clever it was, though. Clever is an overreach. Yeah. You know what? Not dumb would be a better one. way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not dumb. Not dumb. But I will watch the, I'll watch the new one with Chris Rock. Looks all right. Yeah, yeah. I... I <laughs> What is better than the Saw movies is the Saw ride at Four Park. So that's a little bit of nice words, isn't it? I'll tell you what's more useful than the Saw movies. An actual Saw. Anyway, <laughs> so I guess that pretty much covers off Act 1 then, yeah, unless you've I've, got any... Um... I don't think so. Oh, I said, you know what? This is about moon curses. This oh, is yeah. from um, Mr. Simon. Oh, um, great. Was... Fuck me. That's, that's, I'm going to have to do a new sketch for the website. Yeah. On that note, if you do write in, in any shape or form, you get your own sketch on the website. I, yeah. I guess what you're like. So it might be flattering. It might not. <laughs> it stands up. Um, moon curse. I mean, it's very short. I've built it up now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. Go for it. Um, moon curses sounds well good. <laughs> there is another bit. This is quite good. Which is actually quite a cool um, bit of casting, actually. They need to make that into a feature length masterpiece featuring Michael Caine and Neil Morrissey. Who's Morrissey? Um, Tom Nero? Yeah. I think. So who's be... Caine? Just one of the nonces. <laughs> In the movie, in the yeah. movie, yeah. yeah, or in the movie pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, I mean, yeah, Kane, Kane would be a good nonce, I think. Could he's, could he's, everybody trusts him, yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. Welcome to Dateline NBC with Chris Hayes, <laughs> national treasure. <laughs> Fuck, imagine that. So it's up to us, John. It's up it to really us is. to be robust yeah, and factual, yeah. and I think yeah. we, we do do that. We well, do I mean, we've we, we, we got fingers on the zeitgeist. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, who else knows about all women shit? <laughs> Didn't get any covers that on BBC. That started here. That fucking started here. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag all women shit started here. <laughs> Mate, you haven't even... <laughs> you've not even cleaned it up yet. <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, people will be listening to this in years, ten years from now. Yeah, when the AWS movement is yeah. just ever global. Yeah, it's still like, out when, everywhere. When did AWS start? And it started on Let's Make a Horror Movie. Yeah, podcast. yeah, in this shed. I guess we're back to Edith. I think we're, done. I think yeah, we're Edith. Edith. We're Edith. Diff. 
Yeah, right, guys. Uh, Edith's feeling a bit tired, so I put I put in the bed. So uh, welcome wow. to Act Two. We get nonagenarians, you see, and yeah. so full of nonna. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they get tired early, and society sees them as non-entities, and that's a problem. Absolutely, yeah. it should be thinking of them as fuel. <laughs> um, and yet here we are wasting time. Anyway, look, this uh, Act Two is all about cultural things that have uh, have you been. Have to rotate them so they don't get damp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to cut that. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Shall I start genre? Do you yeah, got yeah I mean, I've got very little this week. Um, I got, I, I got things I'm going to talk about, but I'm not sure any of it's horror. Yeah, no, none of it's horror. I'll, so you start. I'll throw mine out there. There's only two things. So the book is Living Dead, which is by George Romero, right, and um, Daniel Krauss. Krauss, yes, it, unbelievable. It's genuinely brilliant. It's like the stand. But written now, so with like, so with the current context of the world. And how did George Romero? Because he died what a couple of years back. Yeah, so I think he. So it written... must have been in the process for some yeah. time then. And I think he'd working on it for a long time. And I think it it is fucking ambitious. Mm. Um, I think he'd written about hundred pages of it. Um, oh, okay. And then had notes and and scenes dotted here and so it, here and there. Oh, so it was started by Romero yes. and then Krauss came just in picked and it just up made and it made it amazing. Yeah, it is phenomenal. The writing style, it's a massive zombie epic. It's told for the point of view of loads of different characters. Each one fascinating. And also the, the writing style is, is beautiful. It's really, really brilliant. I would say to anyone listening that thinks, well, that sounds interesting. I think John's underselling how much he actually likes that novel. Yeah. So It is the best one know. I've read. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. So, it may be one of my favourite books of all time, and I'm only about halfway through. And it, that's, I love that's it. enough to have made me go, well, I'm going to get that book then. It's genuinely, I think I might put this on Twitter today, I genuinely think I could only ever read this book. If this book just continued just in real time, the stories that it's telling, I don't think I'd ever stop reading it. Music and old Nakraf have got a new song out called oh. In Darkment. It's if you like black metal, which I'm assuming you do. All of us do. We all do. Yeah. It's, it's the only colour of metal I like. Absolutely. And yeah, it's brilliant. Really cool song. That's it. They've got a new album coming out. Great. I write to them quite a lot because it's quite. <laughs> you um... write to. Oh, oh, right. I thought you meant like. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? Not got is anything that? back yet. <laughs> Dear Adol Nakraf, <laughs> I really like your song. <laughs> um, one day when I go on to be like you yeah <laughs> how do I get into music <laughs> where, do you, metal? where do you get your ideas from <laughs> Mate, that sounds like one of our interviews <laughs> we'd be going yeah about... where do you get your ideas from <laughs> yeah fuck I've done Tony again sorry Tony alright so for everybody else that doesn't want to hear about non-horror stuff Skip to the next act, because yeah, here comes two things See that I've been soon. doing. <laughs> so for anyone who gives a shit, by that I mean my age with a um, sort of disabling sense of nostalgia and sentiment. Okay. The new Transformers cartoon on Netflix. I've heard good things. Is good. War for Cybertron? Yeah, Siege. Siege of Cybertron, ah. I think it's called. I've heard amazing things. For eagle-eyed listeners, or eagle-eared <laughs> listeners, over the last... 26 episodes, yeah. 28 episodes. You'll, you'll probably heard me reference original Transformers a number of times. Big fan of Transformers. Not the Michael Bay films, because they're, you know, they're 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 not just dodge shit. They're yeah. dodge shit wrapped in a tied plastic bag that's yeah. not biodegradable. Yeah. That's how bad they are. They're also dog shit that looks enough like food that you take a bite first and go, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Please. Who's almost put dog shit Christ. in this? And it is all dog shit. 
And there's never anything gets food in there at all. I I don't want to get like pedantic. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever nearly taken a bite of something which could have been dog shit. Do you know how they made all those you know like, I mean? things look like cake? Yes. Someone's done that with dog shit, but it's made it look like cake. Right. And you've gone, oh, cake. You see, what I, mean? I it's like my I like cake, yeah. but at the same time, if what somebody was like, here's a cake that looks yeah. like a dog shit, I'd be like, <laughs> do you know, what? I I don't like it enough. But to stretch the metaphor of Transformers, you look around you and everyone's eating it with it coming down their chin. Oh, yeah, all, that's true. It's all in their teeth and all loving it. Like, oh, can't be that bad if mm, everyone's eating it. If everyone's a, eating it, everyone's scoffing from the trough yeah. like Mitch McConnell at Trump's butthole, <laughs> eating the dumb out yeah. of his ass. Now, I realise that's a disgusting analogy. But they're disgusting people. But that's how I yeah. feel. Scamping so, around in their own film. It's a horror podcast. Yeah. So I could be pretty open about it. Horrific. <laughs> anyway, look, we're getting off topic. If you like the original Transformers, you'll love this. Yeah. It's not for kids, though. It's, we- it's weird because they don't... The one criticism I would say about yeah. it is that they haven't figured out who it's for. Okay. Did they, they swear or something? No, but the tone of yeah. the story oh, is the horrors of war and the mm. relentlessness of ongoing war and the pointlessness of... of it. It's like, these yeah. are not themes for kids. Definitely not. It doesn't quite go far enough for a grown-up like mm-hmm. me with a crippling yeah. sense of nostalgia, but it, it also overcooks it for kids the new thing yeah. is that on public transport in in england at least which is where we are it's mandatory as far as i'm aware to be yeah. wearing a mask yeah. um and i was on public transport today in london and i'd say about 30 percent of people were not wearing masks so mm, to you 30 percent i just wanted to say i understand but i hope you accidentally murder most of your family and loved ones by giving them covid <laughs> and i think that's fair no, I, mean, I, I, can't I know it. people. I've said this to somebody else earlier when I was a little angrier about it because <laughs> it just happened. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, that's a bit mean." And I thought, "Yeah, it sounds harsh. It does it sound sounds harsh. harsh." But think to about it for a minute. It think about it for a minute. Here's the justification yeah. for that: by not wearing a mask, you're potentially killing people. Yeah. It's not just you; it's, it's the thirty other people yeah. on on the carriage with yeah. To be fair, he's not advocating vigilante justice. Mm. He just oh, wants to see nature no. take its God course. God forbid. I, no. just want, I just want a bit of targeted natural selection. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's too much. Sense. I agree. I think it is a bit shitty to not wear a mask at this point. Fuck. So anyway, look, I don't need to explain why I'm annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just explaining why behavior. I'm completely justified in hoping that they murder yeah. their own loved ones but stay alive to see the results of their behaviour. Just to see the, the sort of light leave their eyes at the yeah, last yeah. moment. I think that's something okay, that's okay. Write in. Uh, let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. <laughs> is that a little extreme... Or is that about fair? Or is it not enough? Or is it not enough? <laughs> Absolutely. Hello, I'm back from my sleep. Welcome to Actree. Can I make a quick point about Edith Dash? She seems a lot livelier and I feel a lot more tired. I think there's something very... And this is rude. Yeah. This is rude. Tony, the... Yeah, it's off. It's off. Right, good. She sounds a bit like a sort of bird. Like, yeah. there's a croak going on there. Yeah. It's like a real croak. But she's coming like back... Like a croak, like a talking croak. That's well, basically she's... what I'm seeing. If I didn't look at her... Yeah. And see a... You'd think an anthropomorphic croak. Yeah. See an octogenarian plus yeah. ten anarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, she looks younger now. She, she looks younger look now. Younger. She's moving a lot more. And I just feel so goddamn tired. <laughs> I just feel so drained. Tony's yawning. I don't know. I mean, is she taking our life? I don't know. It might be the smell. <laughs> yeah. They do stink. <laughs> That's crow not people. what I was not, crow people. Not what I was implying. Yeah, crow crow people, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, so yeah, so welcome to Act 3. Yeah, thanks, Edith. Thanks, Edith. Oh, she can't. Oh, she can't hear it. She doesn't even know what's going on, let's yeah. be honest. So yeah, Act 3, this is the podcast. Yeah, this Basically, is it. this is the, the meat and potatoes, everything else is just free grist yeah, in the mill. Yeah, it's all anti-pasta. So here we go, my week this week. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Uh, Caveats-wise, then, I'm going to say... The only caveat really is that I think this is my most, from my point of view, my most ambitious Ooh. one. Whether it comes across like that. The fucking We're king. doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Lord of Darkness, but it's the Lord. Doing, it? doing the work of the king. Nobody ever specifies that. They're like, oh, yeah. he's doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Which I Lord? I always assume the good one. Oh, you see, I never do. I mean, never I mean the Lord do. of Darkness. Normally not. when, yeah. Oh, I, I don't see. mean the other one. <laughs> I don't mean the other fucking carpenter. <laughs> I mean, look, if we want a set of bookshelves, yeah. we'll come to you. Yeah, yeah. Everything else. You didn't even make 40, mate. Jesus. <laughs> I don't Ooh. know what that's a mean. <laughs> what a mean thing to say. <laughs> anyway, look, we're, we're, get, we're getting off topic. Let's crack in. Yeah, here here is the pitch. Episode 28. Pitch 28. Act 1. Yeah. <laughs> no cold open. We're, we're straight in. Ooh, I feel positively warm. <laughs> so we open on a couple... They're on a walking holiday somewhere in rural France. Ooh. Rolling green hills, pockets of forest, blazing sunshine, and their belongings and some wine on their backs. Eddie and Sarah, a British couple. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Sarah. As they're resting by a stream in the afternoon sunshine, they see a nicely proportioned house nestled in amongst a thicket of trees and shrubs a little further down the stream. Nicely proportioned, in what sense? Like, it's not a tiny cottage, okay. but it's not a massive mansion. It's, yeah. it's like a quaint... Rural okay. French kind of Goldilocks house. would love it. Yeah, imagine like, imagine a quaint cottage, but yeah. twice the size. Oh, okay, cool. A house. A house. Yeah. Well, if if you like a well proportioned one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just written that all in to begin with, and then then we would have skipped all that. <laughs> I don't know why I, why I stopped you. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. So it's nestled there amongst a thicket of trees and shrubs. It's incredibly quaint. Mm. And pretty, and in the sunshine looks positively idyllic. I can imagine. There's an old woman leaning on the low garden wall, looking at them as they wander closer. In their broken French, after pleasantries, they discover that she's selling the house. Mm. Too old and alone to make it work here now on her own. She pours them a glass of her homemade wine as they straddle the side of the beautiful stone wall. Giddy with the prospect of moving to rural France, starting a new chapter of their life, Eddie and Sarah return to the UK, and after some further discussion... Buy the house remotely from nice. there. Nice. Yeah. Can I get a little bit of an age on Eddie and Sarah? Well, uh, yeah. Let's say they're. Let's say they're about thirty. No, no, no about that makes thirty. Sense. So they've already made their money, successful careers, got a little bit in the bank. <laughs> Fucking hell! You were no. doing well by thirty. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> oh yeah, well, we all had successful careers and loads of money in the bank by then. They're your characters. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> I. <laughs> do I want to explain? Them? I thought you were just talking about everyone in their thirties. No, but they've just bought a house in France like, to retire. No, 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 you'll see. They they can uh, still okay. work. Uh, okay, gotcha. A lot of what's happened since the industrial revolution is that there's been a uh, <laughs> there's been a sort of flexibility come about in terms oh, wow. of how I, employment works. I've still worked down pit, mate. Early thirties, late twenties, potentially. Okay. So yeah. it's rural France, though. Yeah, so lovely. it's it's not technically unaffordable with no. a mortgage and everything else. Of course, uh, as long as you have an income. Eddie is a yeah. photographer, and Sarah uh... is a YouTuber by trade. So neither of them are required to live anywhere specific, and they start gearing up for a move, self-sufficient lifestyle in the country. Okay, gotcha. Enrolling Sarah's friend Clive to help <laughs> them drive a van from Britain yeah. to France, they crack on with the move. 
We join them again as Clive sits in the front cab of a rental van and Eddie and Sarah pull the last box out onto the lane in front of the new house. Obviously in France. Yeah. Clive waves goodbye, saying he'll see them later on. He's off to return the van to the nearest large town stroke city before yep. he'll switch to a car and come back to stay a few nights, get the tour of the place and you know, yep. basically have a little holiday. Cheers, Clive. Cheers, Clive. The old woman that lived there welcomes the new couple with a handshake on yep. the front lawn before actually giving them the keys and walking off down the lane. Which is a nice little touch for a rural, yeah. a little rural. It is a little bit personal. Eddie and Sarah are still moving boxes around and still in the early stages of having just got everything into the house ready to unpack as night begins to fall. They wonder where Clive is as he should have been back at least a few hours ago. It's getting very dark out on this largely moonless night. Yeah, and he's normally so reliable because obviously he's helping to move. That's it. You can trust well, Clive. Exactly. Clive is, I mean, he's one of the best mates. Yes. If not the best one now. Steady he's pair of hands. Yeah, exactly. We'll cut to Clive, John. Ooh. He's alone in his car in the wilderness, looking for the house. This is obviously at night, yeah. uh, but unable to find his way back to it. He ends up giving up and, hours from anywhere, decides to sleep his night this night out in his car. That makes sense. Because he's in the middle of fuck yeah, yeah. nowhere. Yeah, what else you going to do? Yeah. waste petrol. <laughs> well, also, take him hours and hours to yeah. get back to the city. So, in the depth of the night, he wakes, shivering in his coat, only to hear music playing from somewhere off in the night. Oh, shit. Thinking this can only be Eddie and Sarah's house, yeah. he heads off into the night on foot. They must be close by. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Why, yeah. why, what else are you hearing? Spooky. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the listeners, I sort of did a thing with my head there, yeah, which I think really contributed yeah. to, the, to the impact of the yeah, spooky. Yeah, it, it was spooky. <laughs> so, seeing light... Clive heads towards it through some woods. This is all pitch black, dead yeah. night, but, you know, rural. I'm not going into all the detail here, but he sees a fire surrounded by people, uh, but also things much larger than people, and their heads Ooh. seemingly lost in shadow. A tense scene here, showing some grim things dancing around the fire, and he's spooked by the sights, and, and he gets loot and bust and flees into the darkness, yeah. basically. So we get a sort of... It's our first proper scared movie. And Clive bolts. And he bolts. Yeah. As I say, I haven't gone into a lot of detail because I can only do so much. But we can talk about it. We can talk about it at the end. Put a pin in that one, listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or write in. Tell us in a bit more detail what you think. Let's make an horror movie at gmail.com. <laughs> the next morning, we're back with Sarah and she absentmindedly watches something a bit weird on the wall in the garden. Mm-hmm. A chrysalis opens to reveal a butterfly, but both the chrysalis and the butterfly die and wither and wrinkle on the wall in almost an instant in the morning sun. Oh, I like that. Eddie calls from the house. Did Sarah do this? She enters the house and we see that all the boxes that they piled in the living room have been moved to leave a large empty space in front of a large stone fireplace, which is surrounded mm-hmm. by armchairs. So the whole room is full of boxes. Yeah, yeah. And then they come in and it's like a... There's just this perfect clear area, yeah, yeah. which they're like, well, I don't think we did that. Unsettling. Unsettling, absolutely. It's it, it's your classic unsettling, but not... And also, they're in rural France. There's not a lot of people around. Away, 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 away. <laughs> That's what they would say. Box Back with Clive. Ooh. It's morning now, and we find him back inside of his car, looking okay. extremely bedraggled. Yeah, man, looks like shit. He tries calling Eddie and Sarah, but no answer. You know, mobile phone and all that. Yep. He checks the map and sets off again, looking for the house. Back with Eddie and Sarah, so we're chopping and changing now yep. between the two, essentially the two storylines. Uh, they're still unpacking boxes now, but the discussion is still on the slightly spooky box moving. 
Mm-hmm. Though at this point, they both think that actually that's how they stacked them yesterday. So not sure what's you made start them. You like rationalise shit. Yeah, not yeah. sure what's made them so jumpy. Probably just all this lovely French coffee. Of course. So, the act culminates with a cutback to Clive. He's in different clothes. He's clearly showered and even has a short beard now, which indicates that some days or more have passed. Yeah. He's in a police station giving a statement to detectives that he appears to now know about Eddie and Sarah. We don't get the full context, but we get that much at least. Yeah. So he's in a police station I'm, giving I'm a intrigued. at a later date. Yeah. My foul is burrowed. I said that badly. <laughs> <laughs> um, act two starts with Eddie and Sarah continuing their unpacking and this time setting up their respective workstations. Yep. Sarah is a little confused about her latest YouTube upload. She tested the internet and all of it appears to be working, but the video won't ever, doesn't ever seem to finish uploading, mm. which is odd. Yeah. Also, she hasn't had any new emails in the last three days. It's only been three days since they've been in the house. Yeah. Uh, which is also unusual. Yeah, definitely. She, uh, of course, she's been busy. Eddie's makeshift darkroom, however, seems to be producing lovely photos of the garden, um, so they just get caught up in, in that small success. And that's, you know, it's all still quite exciting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's got some lovely photos. His darkroom's yeah. all go, let's, let's do this. Lovely stuff. We cut back to Clive, and we're 100% now confirmed to be in a different timeline. He's a good few years older than he was when we last saw him, and we get some scenes giving us some context to his ongoing torment over Eddie and Sarah and quote-unquote what happened to them. Fantastic. We ex- I love that. <laughs> we experience a horrific nightmare he has that mixes the imagery of what he saw in the forest with things happening in Eddie and Sarah's house, and whatever scare we can contrive out of that. Again, mm-hmm. I can't. There's too much going on here. I can't go into all the detail, yeah. but don't worry. There's there's some good stuff coming, hopefully. But that's another. Yeah, good. That's another fun place for scares. Right in, tweet us. We're kind of really sort of like surreal, sort of flashes of. <laughs> yeah, I think I had sort of a sort of a loose vision of Mandy briefly as I was yeah. thinking of that. No, I but, get you. but it would be a defined dream mm. as opposed to a sort of hyper realistic reality. Yeah. Anyway, as a consequence of these nightmares, Clive is clearly a man driven almost solely by trying to find out what happens uh, and what these nightmares mean. He's a good friend. Well, he's also being tormented yeah. by whatever happened to him that night. Well, we and... can't take away from it. No, he's yeah, he's, he's always friends. a good mate, yeah. Clive, absolutely. Anyway, back in France, yeah. back with the couple in the house, a policeman is seen driving up the lane towards the house. It's a sunny, lovely day, though he looks stern and concerned. Mm-hmm. As he rounds into view of the house, he looks shocked as he rushes to park and get out. We see he has a holstered firearm, and he doesn't just look like a local copper. However, as he crosses the front gate, he pauses and his expression changes. For Eddie and Sarah, the visit is a welcome one, and the policeman turns out to be welcoming them to the area and commenting on what a lovely house it is. Mm-hmm. Eddie offers to give him the tour, and they go off admiring the views. Back with the older Clive now, yeah. older again, so he's in his 50s now. Fucking so hell. in his timeline, time is yeah. Yeah, passing as he's pouring yeah. over some old police files in a fairly proper looking office. We get another yeah. one of his nightmares, perhaps a waking nightmare this time, or I was thinking some hallucinations, which yeah. would be quite fun. Uh, something that he's clearly somewhat used to and still somewhat horrified yeah. by. Maybe he's like self-medicating a little bit. All kinds, just, yeah. yeah. You you know you know the drill. Yeah. You know yeah. I don't want to be too cliche, but yeah, I know what you, mean. you know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, perhaps a hallucination or something. He's he's clearly still horrified, but mm-hmm. they're all they obviously have been fairly ceaseless all these years. In the files that he's looking at, we see photos of Eddie and Sarah, and also a photo of the policeman that we've actually just seen previously, Shit. plus a handful of other photos of people who we don't recognize. Yeah. yeah. 
from the context, we understand he's a soon-to-be retired detective. So this is like, so Clive's fucking lived his life yeah. and he went into the police Clive's and he's well. gone and done this, yeah. We maybe also get a bit of context around a failing marriage due to his obsession. Of course. You know, his wife's flinging an old book at him. Folklore now, what will it be next? Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. At the house, it's back at the house, the policeman cheerily says goodbye and goes to let himself out. Au revoir. <laughs> oh, yeah, au revoir. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> My mind's desperately going, yeah, you know we're French. And then the blank space where yeah. it used to be went, nothing here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. The policeman at the house cheerily says goodbye and goes to let himself out. Though the estranged to us seemed to touch odd in places. The couple briefly discussed the policeman and how it did maybe seem a touch odd that he travelled all the way out here just yeah. to say hello and to comment on the house. Mm. And he was why did he have a, yeah. yeah, why did he have a gun? Yeah. He didn't look like a small town policeman, but, you know, they get caught up in the view out the window, the sun's setting, it's mm. gorgeous. We uh, all kind of get wrapped up in their warmth. Suspicious. As as we're sort of yeah. getting a bit warm with them yeah. in their lovely kind of idyllic setting, we see something scuttle past unseen behind them on the ceiling. Fuck it up. Again, all these completely 100, 100% original ideas. You've never yeah. seen or heard this oh, before. So the policeman and the scuttle incident... Leave the audience in no doubt that something highly fishy is going on here, yeah. and the fact that the protagonists are sort of barely aware of it, or they sort of become aware and then stop talking about Their it. Their lives seem a bit too perfect now, a little bit too wrapped in the joy of it all. As they're winding, Eddie and Sarah, as they're winding up for the evening, Sarah sees some people on the side of a hill from a window in the house. Oh. She sees them because of a glint of light from what they reckon are binoculars or a telescope. Yep. Cue a discussion around who they are and what they might be looking for. The sun is setting, so it seems a weird time to be out, especially around here. That night, the couple are awoken by crashing sounds, the distinguishable sound of glass breaking and bootsteps. It's a violent break-in, with three or four genuinely big, scary violent thugs, and this part would play out like a standard home invasion. Yeah. Potentially 10-15 minutes, basically, of terrorising the couple, then variously running, fighting, escaping all within the house before ending with Eddie being beaten and knocked unconscious while Sarah is strong-armed for valuables, account numbers, pin numbers, that kind of thing. No more talking French? Just like, <laughs> just, just, just to get to um, No. You, you could have it all in French yeah. and subtitle it, mm-hmm. which could work, obviously, but Maybe it's not my first language. They talk to each other in French, but then they shout I was like thinking, well, broken I, English. You know what? A lot of films, think of it like Hunt for the Red October. Okay. Let's think of it like that. So they oh, all speak in English, but in French yeah. accents. Okay, yeah. Apart from Eddie and Sarah, who speak in English and English accents. Of course. Right? Or wherever they're from, but it's not yeah. France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Britain somewhere. So yeah, we get a bit of a home invasion. Mm-hmm. Nothing necessarily untoward, yeah. but scary, Standard sort scary of... brutal, fight, yeah. frightening. Uh, I mean, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. That's frightening. And the thugs begin to revel in the isolation and that these two people are at their disposal, yeah. which is quite a scary prospect. So Act 2 climaxes with the couple, for the moment, being tied to some chairs in the fairly lavish dining room, mm-hmm. which opens into the kitchen and living room, respectively. The sun is setting. The thugs are sitting in the kitchen and discussing their next move after these two are disposed of. We get the idea they're going from rural home to rural home doing this kind of thing, yeah. mainly robbing people. Career criminals. Yeah. But nasty ones. Yeah. However, in the middle of their discussion, they seem to tail off and start talking about the house, the view, and how nice it all is. I like that. A defined break in character. 
The couple and us notice this, as it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And as all eyes are, for the moment, on the dazed thugs, we all see something scuttle from one set of shaded shrubs and trees in the garden to another. Shit. It looks like a human form, but dark and odd, moving in an unnatural shape and and, and at an unnatural speed. Fuck, that was a tough sentence. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uns and ands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping out of their days at this, the thugs manhandle the couple upstairs into a bedroom before going out to scout the grounds and house for whatever they all just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clive, cutting back to Clive, he's now a retired man with greying hair, another decade older and in a poor state, so he's the 60s, thin and gaunt, shoddily dressed, sits alone in a rundown flat. It's clear his life hasn't gone well the years since we last saw him. He's clearly still obsessed by Eddie and Sarah and the nightmares. Drinking quite a lot by this point, I'd imagine. Sure. Absolutely. Some form of crutch, I should Mm, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The walls are covered in cuttings, photos, maps, pages Ah. of books with big red markups on them. It's a madman's house. Yeah, yeah. Picture picture any cliche madman house scene. You basically got it. Thread all over the wall. (laughs) No thread. No, I didn't do that. No thread. No thread or any of that shit. Post-its, though. He's, uh, he's got some posters. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I think it's a mix of sane and mad stuff. Does he have like a picture of something? Well, hang on. So a post-it of a question mark on it on that picture? No, none oh, of that. Okay. Pages with big red markups on them, local folklore of the region, mm. uh, and more. Also, lots of large and horrific drawings, sketches, and paintings of weird things. A portrait oh. of what looks like the policeman that we've seen earlier, but with a horrific grin. The skin stretched back from the mouth in all directions, revealing a large portion of muscle and sinew from the tip of the nose down to the underneath the chin and up to either ear. Another painting is a sort of demonic dinner party with numerous guests, all with similar faces, all looking out towards the viewer and so on, so on. Ooh, He's basically that. painting what he's seeing. Yeah, yeah. At night, back at the house, again, totally original. Never, oh, You'll never yeah, see, yeah. Never yeah. see that. There's no horror... With paintings involved like that. Um, at, <laughs> at night, back at the house, the couple are in poor shape. They've been beaten, one quite severely, and they're both looking at worse to come. Shit. We get a quiet scene with them as they reflect on this last week in the new house and how their lives went from amazing to nightmare in a pretty short space yeah. of time. Then a gunshot rings out, and then voices, and then silence. <sighs> Cutting tense. to Yeah. Uh, very tense. Yeah. Cutting to where pretty much... Uh, is that the midpoint? It's probably yeah, around the midpoint. Tony's leaning forward <laughs> in anticipation. <laughs> Cutting to a silent shot of the house and back, uh, as in so from internal to external mm-hmm. view and then back in, uh, to try and convey the passing of hours, we're yeah. back with the couple as they're struggling to get free. They've not seen or heard the intruders since the gunshot, now hours ago, mm-hmm. and they're doing their best to break the shoddy bed frames they've been crudely tied to. They manage to get free, and they find something to arm themselves with, and then tentatively stumble into the hallway. Most of the house lights are off, but there is flickering candlelight all around, though we see no candles. We reveal the large living room downstairs with its large stone fireplace, and in it a lit fire. Around it, in large tasteful armchairs, are sat the four intruders, none of whom are moving. The couple decide to try and sneak just a couple of them, like, right, yeah, okay, fuck this. Yeah. So they're like... Because this is the thing, I like. Yeah. I always want to do that in a horror film when you get to that point. It's like, what would you do? You would just, just be leave. like, let's just fucking get just out. Just fucking book yeah, it. Straight yeah. for the window, the door, yeah. whatever you can get to. So they try and sneak out the house in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. So they sort of shimmy towards the hall and start going down the hall. But as they're creeping down the hall, 
Eddie stops at the smell of food cooking. Mm. And he moves away from the wall, turns, and suddenly runs back towards the thugs and out of sight. This leaves Sarah all alone and wondering what to do. Go back, leave, what the fuck. She's already hurt and stuff, so she's probably like, maybe I should go and get help, get patched up, come back. But I love Eddie. Spur of the moment. Yeah, mm. exactly. What are you going to do? That's a, it's a tough one. So anyway. Sarah's choice. <laughs> eventually, Sarah enters the living room again. She sees Eddie sat in another one of the armchairs alongside all the thugs. Mm. A high-pitched giggle rings out and a laugh, bringing her attention to the doorway into the dining room. It's quite scary. Hanging there, suspended in the air, is the policeman from a few days ago. He's hanging like a marionette puppet on strings, though we see no strings. Mm -hmm. But we do see that all his limbs appear to have been broken at all the joints to allow some of the weird shapes and angles that marionette puppets get into. That's very cool. Plus, there's still blood leaking through the trousers and the joints of the jackets and so on. Compound fractures, I bet Manky shit. And he is being marionetted. Yeah, yeah. You know, albeit we can't see the strings. Or who's marionetting him. Yeah. His mouth, we see, is as it was in Clive's painting. Pulled wide across, as if someone's basically, well, you know, you can get it. Someone's almost like the, hooked yeah, his pulled the face. whole, yeah, yeah. Like, pull, it's like pulling the skin back over yeah. the skull, but just from the Into mouth somehow. Into grin. Mm. So it's pulled wide across the front of the skull, exposing all the flesh below his ears and nose, like someone's horrifically satirical version of a smile. Mm. Sarah shouts at Eddie as the policeman's mouth clatters open and closed as if also being puppeted. That's brilliant. Like a, cr- like <laughs> like a crude ventriloquist's dummy. That's very cool. Though a tight shot on his eyes conveys to us that not only is he still alive, but he's not a willing participant Ooh, in this. that's grim. So perhaps he's crying. Yeah, yeah, silent tears rolling down his Right. A voice, <laughs> a voice loosely accompanies the jarring jaw lolling of the policeman and it beckons them to dine. As she runs, she st- this is uh, Sarah. As yeah. Sarah runs, she stops suddenly, and as all the thugs and Eddie start to rise, she joins them, and they all walk into the dining room together. So she's under whatever yeah, they're yeah. all under now. Act three. Whoa! This is this is quite a scary one. <laughs> Whoa! Good. That's 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 My great. Timbers are shivered. Well, let's let's hopefully I can finish delivering. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it's not going to go shit from here. <laughs> Act three. The end. Oh. Never find out what happens. Ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Um, Sarah wakes up. <laughs> yeah. Still in the London it was flat. It's fine. Um, been France. Act three. Then we're back with Clive as he's driving through what looks like similar countryside mm-hmm. to the opening of the film many decades previous. Yeah. The car is all strewn with paper maps and scribbles, but also a laptop and a snazzy. So it's like a mix of, so you've got a tablet yeah. and a laptop. It's a mix of tech and stuff. I mean, we're 50 years from now, pretty much. God, so being like a, like a chip in his eye. Pro- I don't know if we'll get that far <laughs> in 50 years. I think we often overestimate yeah. where we'll be in 50 years. I mean, like years. the car will be in, flying. In 50 years, we'll probably have some slight improvement to electric yeah. vehicles. That's where we'll Fair be. Fair enough. Anyway, so, so he's in his car, he's in the country, so he's 70-odd now. Mm-hmm. He's clearly still on a mission. He also looks older again, now pushing 70 and very frail. Yeah. He pulls over to the side of the road, and have, we have another vision of the night he spent in this wilderness, and it's clearly painful, like physically painful. Mm. Really intense. And after a moment, he drives on. So we can either watch that with him as the viewer, or we can yeah. kind of just observe him yeah, going through something for a little yeah. bit, or whatever it is. 
but some as he's getting closer, the mm. point is sort of as he's getting closer, he's getting more. Something is getting more swigging intense. From like in a bottle of the old Dutch courage as he's driving. <laughs> cutting back to the house, so cutting back to Sarah and Eddie's story. We're at dinner, and suddenly Sarah wakes up, sat at a lavishly set dinner table in the dining room. Everyone else appears to be waking up too, and by that I mean they're also in control of their own faculties. So they mm, they're okay, sort of so looking they're around. Going, conscious now, fuck's yeah. going on? So the thugs obviously start shouting. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes quickly apparent that nobody Murder. can <laughs> nobody can move more than their head as the yeah. policeman dances along the top of the table, dripping blood across the food. Ooh, that's awesome. I say dances, but he's marionette dancing. Yeah. You you get it. It's grim. His it's bones grim is grinding and scraping mm-hmm. and yeah. Everything's horrible. So to shout so if, you know, what the fuck's going on, what's happening. You could have him like wet himself as he's doing it. Oh, that's yeah. That's not a bad shout. To shout of what's going on, the sort of disembodied voice from the policeman says that he'll have someone else explain it. And that that one of the thugs that sat down starts screaming as his jaw is suddenly snapped out of place and it wow. too starts clunking up and down as if being crudely puffed by unseen hands. A voice that can be heard over the screaming of the thug says that they are guests here and should behave as such. And since we're entertaining, let's have some entertainment. And at that, a sprightly tune arises from nowhere, sounding like lutes or something, mm. and the policeman starts dancing again. The broken-jawed thug's mouth is pulled, in spite of screaming, out across his face, and sliced to hang behind the ears like the police. Like the, the, oh, the, you wow. know. So you get to see that happening yeah, yeah. In, in kind of real time. Before he, too, is lifted into the air, and we witness the process of the limbs breaking as he slowly becomes another dancing marionette. Fuck so again, that. that might be horrifically too yeah. much. Yeah, no, I love it. You know, it gives you enough to play with Real as a director. splintering of bone. A lot of it could be very implicit. You could do a lot of it with just sound, to be uh, honest with you. I don't know, I'd quite like to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's another dancing man. So the thug and policeman are being danced to and fro up the table to the music while like everyone a, else is like forced. Like a sick waltz almost. Yeah, while everyone else is forced to watch. But it's almost comical because yeah. they're like marionettes. You made them dance with each other. So they're like banging into each other. They're yeah. not holding hands or anything like that. It's, a, it's, a, it's cool. an actual mess. Yeah. It's like someone's doing it for their amusement. Yeah, yeah. That's great. We cut to Clive. Still in his 70s, obviously. Yeah. And uh, Clive's car is pulling down a familiar lane. Yeah. And, and he puts he's another l- fuel cell into it. <laughs> he's laughing. Oh. Tears in his eyes. He sees an old rusted car. It's the policeman's car from 50 years ago. Fuck. He immediately pulls up to it, gets out, and starts taking photos of what looks like a rundown ruin of the house that he delivered the couple to all those years past. The three remaining thugs... Mm. are, in desperation, throwing their bodies around in their chairs, desperately trying to get away from yeah. this madness. And in doing so, they manage to kick the table hard enough that it actually shunts Sarah and Eddie, who are on the other side, mm. onto their backs on the floor. A moment later, hands come out of the bowls in front of the three thugs still trapped at the dinner table. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the first penetrates the eyes and mouth of oh. one of the thugs, slamming his head face down into the table yeah. as it retracts. The second penetrates another thug's throat to the point where we see the neck expand and you see the outline of the oh, hand nice. and wrist through the skin. It pulls its dead thug face first into the ball too. The third has two hands splaying out either side of the last thug's head. Fuck yeah. Two fingers from each hand effortlessly penetrating each of the thug's ears, mushing into his brain and then slamming his dead face down into the ball too. Nice. It's a dark homage to the dinner scene in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Though it would probably last longer than I just outlined. 
in the carnage, whatever was holding Sarah and Eddie loosened enough, like mm. whatever invisible force, that they managed to crawl free and they just bolt for the front door of the house. Yeah. Flinging it open, they freeze on the front doorstep when they see Clive. Standing outside the gates, near a rusted overgrown car, Clive's in his 70s now, and they're only a week older than they were when they last saw him. Clive slowly lowers his camera, through which we've been getting a POV shot of the rundown house. Yeah. But Eddie, with Eddie and Sarah on the doorstep, as he lowers the camera, we no longer see the dilapidated house, but it's as it looked at the start of the film. Yeah, Beautiful yeah. and quaint and very inviting. Well proportioned. <laughs> exactly. Clive looks down in tears, and we follow his line of sight as he's looking at a large line of rocks and flowers that appear to roughly encircle the house, as far as we can see mm. from the angle. He walks silently back to his car, ignoring Eddie and Sarah, he opens the boot. In fright, Eddie and Sarah stream for the front gate, and as, as they're flinging it open in breathless shouts to Clive about what the fuck is going on, yeah. they both slam into an invisible barrier and are thrown back a number of feet in a daze. As that happens, shadows start to emerge from the doorway of the house. Clive reappears from behind his open boot with a length of rope tied around his waist and a large iron bar in one of his hands. He opens the car door, releases the handbrake and lets the car slowly start rolling away down the lane. Clever. At that, he immediately runs towards the front gate, crosses the threshold and grabs Sarah as she's coming around. She looks up at him confused and then to Eddie and back and as she starts to ask what's going on, Clive looks up, sees the shadows at the door. He immediately stands up, drops the iron rod, and starts walking absentmindedly towards the house. As he gets close, he's slowly lifted into the air, and as the shadows from the door expand to envelop him, we can see him being upended and turned around as if inspected. And just as a hand appears from the mist like the hands from the bowl at dinner, mm -hmm. a vast, deep scream rings out. We cut back to Sarah, now on all fours and starting to get up, Without realising it, she's put her hand on the iron rod that uh, Clive dropped. Yeah. The screaming intensifies and the shadows momentarily start to recede from the front of the house back into the doorway. Still in the air, Clive's wits come back to him and he starts screaming to the couple. They stand up in no hurry and looking at Clive in the air, Eddie leans in and whispers something to Sarah. And after a moment's pause, she drops the iron bar and they start walking towards their floating friend. Clive screams in disappointment and yells at them that they've been condemned by the Fae, trapped in one of their hellish witches' circles. Grab the iron bar, it's your only chance. As he's screaming this, their mouths open wide, they're lifted into the air, and the marionetting process begins, same Fuck, as before. Yeah. Then Clive is turned the right way up, and he starts clawing at his own mouth as he's screaming, you know, no, and blah, yeah. as, as it looks like it's about to start on him too. Just at that moment, the rope around his waist suddenly goes taut and he's literally torn from the air across the front garden and out through the gate, thumping through the gate onto the ground before a moment's rest and some of the rubble left over from the gate. Hmm. He's then pulled again by the rope and a final tug from the car as it hits something further down the lane. Cutting to Clive's point of view, he's meters from the front gate outside the threshold. Yeah. He lifts himself off, dusts himself down and looks back up at the house. The last thing he sees is Eddie and Sarah calling after him, asking him for help, imploring him to bring things inside, to tie the rope around himself again if he has to. He walks away with his back turned to them. With a thud, the iron bar lands at his feet, so it's been yeah, yeah. The camera pans up into a high bird's eye view of the house, and we see that it's sat within a perfect circle of trees, itself within a perfect circle of stones and flowers. 
it's a fairy circle yeah. or a fairy what do they call it fairy ring often yeah there. so i was thinking here and i i actually <laughs> forgot to finish doing it you could do a flash to all the hints that i dropped about that so yeah. there's like the old woman wouldn't can't cross the threshold yeah until they step onto the threshold yeah. then she fucks off yeah she can swap places with them clive never crosses the entrance on that yeah. first one the chrysalis on the ball on the wall and the butterfly showed time passing differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, and there's loads more, but that was I can't remember them all. Anyway, look, potential final scene for discussion next act. Eddie and Sarah, still with horrific grins, but each with long grey hair now. Yeah. Floating like marionettes in front of the house. As the camera pans around them, however, and we see the surrounding countryside. Instead of green hills and trees, we see endless futuristic urban sprawl of lights everywhere from ground to sky. Before we cut in close to the eyes of the couple, they're crying. That's fantastic. The end. Tony? Oh, welcome back. Where's Tony? She's gone full bird. Yeah. (laughs) That is not even... That's a crone now. Yeah. Where's Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll get to uh, Tony yeah, in a second. She's, she's manning the board. Or crowing the board. <laughs> she's crowing the board. And let's hope she crows a good game. Yeah. Let's hope she does. Because Tony is pretty hot shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, look. That crow better have game. Any thoughts? Hey, it was a fantastic. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. Obviously, it's using fairy circles, fairy rings, yeah. folklore. Yeah, I love that. That was all I was aiming to do. Mm-hmm. But the ambitious part for me was try, and I, and I think I, I broke it a few times because I'm delivering it as a pitch. But in mm-hmm. the movie, you're trying to fool them into thinking they're two disconnected timelines. Yeah, yeah. That then, yeah. and so the reveal at the end when they yes, because well, oh, I should say because time passes a lot slower in a fairy circle. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's different traditionally. It? Yeah. So it, which is why it's extra horrific at the end. Yeah. Because they they might be grey and old, but they're not like you know yeah, they're yeah. not about to die. Yeah. They're probably in their sixties by that point, but they could of probably have been there for you know hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, I could, yeah. I mean, little like additional points. Mm. I think Clive should be Sarah's brother, just because when he goes in, he goes to Sarah first. Have given his whole life to it. I think I think having yeah like a, it makes a, a more sense connection. for family connection um, gotcha. to not be able to move on because it's a I was trying matter. to contrive that because of the uh, like the visions and the of nightmares course. but yeah, yeah that makes that makes it works even stronger with yeah. making um, it a family connection another sort of thing that I think would would be a nice touch which I mean I'm sure you probably would have considered is that maybe anything that they brought into the house that was ironed beforehand goes missing yeah. so you could have Lovely like touch. like a nice camera he's yeah. got with like an iron thing which is mentioned in some way. Yeah, yeah. Is gone, and it's another one of the weird things they've got to try and do. Perfect, with. yeah. Apart from that, though, it's fucking all there, isn't it? It's <laughs> all there. Oh, that's very kind of you. It's very weird. Yeah, I tried yeah. to make it really weird. Uh, well, I say that. I mean, it is mostly based on folklore. The, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you step into a fairy circle, you're trapped in there. Yeah, fucked. And depending on the folklore, mm. sometimes they will make you dance until you die. Yeah. So they'll dance you to death. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Fairies are bastard. You know, so just incorporating bits and bobs like that. Yeah, and, then, and then sort of adding a splash more violence and horror. I would like to see some more closure on the woman who sold it. Maybe on one of the Clive flash forwards, he's trying to track her down or something. Or maybe there's a little bit there. There's a little bit of tie off on that story. I had wondered whether. And there'd still need to be something else. Yeah. But I wondered whether what Clive saw on that first night 
where he gets yeah. lost to see something in the woods. Yeah. He sees her in amongst yeah, them. That, that, something like that would be perfect. Um, but then again, you've got to be a little careful. Yeah, you don't that, tip the audience. Yeah, to. so like I wanted to do something scary at the beginning, but I wanted to also be careful that I didn't directly connect that thing to mm. Eddie and Sarah. Completely. Because I wanted to tell you what could happen. Yeah. Is that he, we are, one of his nightmares that we see. Yeah. He sees that scene that he saw. But yeah. this time he sees her there. Perfect. Whereas when he was there at the beginning, that's fantastic. He so yeah, that could work. Because nice. I think that's the only thread that I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to be part of it in some way or if she's a victim we got out. I've been clarification there. Apart from that, it's fucking strong, mate. Oh, Very thanks, man. Yeah, that's the thing in the house yeah. is that every time they sort of think, mm, something's a bit fishy about yeah. that, and then they go, oh, isn't the view lovely? Do you or... know what? I'm thinking title, glamour. <laughs> I'm putting that out there French straight glam- French glamour. French glamour, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> French Vogue. I mean, I'm going to put Glamour out there as as a name that I like. Yeah, I it's, not, it's not bad. It's all, it was all about yeah. revelry. Revelry would yeah. attract people into the. I would like to think that King Fay, the smelly one, mm. and that could all exist in the same universe. The Dark Fay universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a thing. It's a thing now. Yeah, done. yeah, yeah. We just need a production company, all kinds of yeah. copyrights, um, <laughs> and, a, and a number on three yeah. scripts. But we've done our work. We've done the we've, main, we've done the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've loosened the lid on this. So names-wise, Glamour I quite like, but I think we'd be doing a massive disservice to not try and come up with alternatives. Prince Fay, <laughs> French Fay, Fairy France, French Fairies. Give the wrong impression. Sold in room. Give the wrong impression. I think that one again. Very disappointed, disappointed audience. Idyllic is is a word, isn't it? Idyllic is good too. Idyllic glamour. Idyllic glamour. It's a bit too fairy. A bit too on the nose, it, isn't yeah. it? People go, yeah, that sounds a bit fairy. In in the fae sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eternal glamour. Yeah. That's nah, it's a, it's a little bit like a um, young adult novel, then. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with those. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with those. Depending on, depending on the novel. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to come up with a better name than French Glamour. <laughs> um, when you say it like that, it makes it sound daft. Place to Retire? Place to Retire sounds like an even more boring version of A Place in the Sun. Yeah, it does. And that's already other people buying property. Yeah. None of which involves you. I don't know why they everyone watched that. Let's want to pick out targets. <laughs> For the right, revolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to see what it make. I was mark. thinking you just scope out because anytime they were like, "Oh, they bought that property," you'd be like, "Great, I know the exact layout." Yeah. If your uh, trade was a bit yeah. of the old robbery, yeah. don't wait for the revolution. Just crack on. You've no, got the layout. Enough. Same with Grand Designs, isn't it? Yeah, people crack they're, on. They're they're like, no way. Grand Designs. They're like, look, we'll, we'll actually show you how the house is built yeah. from the ground what, up. What security weaknesses? We have. <laughs> yeah. Like the angles where yeah. you can see the house from, where you can't see yeah, the house yeah. from. How you know. They're how often, much money they have They're left. often rural. They're <laughs> yeah. often rural. More often than not, I'd Because say. when it's like, all the money's in the house, it's like, nah, I'll probably leave that. But when it's like, oh, we came under budget. Ding yeah. dong. Ding <laughs> dong. Got a few quid in the bank. Grand French. <laughs> Grand French. <laughs> I oh, think... it'd, be, it'd be grand. Of course. That's why, that's why it sounded laughable yeah. to me. Grand French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? Grand Français. Uh, I don't think we should mention French. No, probably not. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, forget about it. So there was this. I used to live in in 
I used to live in Vancouver. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, this is the thing that's always bugged me. I used to yeah. live in Vancouver, I don't know, 20 years, 15 yeah. years ago. And um, for anyone in Canada listening, I used to live on uh, Gustav Davies Street. Mm-hmm. And there was a, uh, so it's downtown. There was a. Then you uh, called that because you lived there? No. But it was, I mean, I live one off it, but, Ah. you know, it's good as. If you said Davies, everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what Davies Street is. But the reason I mention all this was because I used to live, uh, there were a lot of fast food, not fast food, but like, you know, fast food type restaurants. Yeah. I mean, like, not Burger King, but nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, Not that I dislike Burger King. Anyway, one of them was (laughs) a um, a baguette shop, like a sandwich shop, but it exclusively did baguettes. It was called Baguette Time. Right? Doesn't <laughs> yeah. that bother you? It does. Try saying it. Baguette time. Yeah. Co- it, it forces really you comes, yeah. to really enunciate yeah. the T's in baguette time. It makes time. your mouth do a swerve he doesn't want to make. Baguette time. Yeah. If you if you run them together, yeah. it sounds shit. Baguette time. Yeah, and no, and no, they no. had yeah. baguette about it as an option. Yeah. Baguette it's about same it. Right there. And, you know, for a year, because it opened after, yeah, I've been living there for a while, yeah. it opened up, but for at least a year, it bothered me. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have gone anywhere near the place. Oh, I... As it happens, yeah, <laughs> I um, did go in there a few times. Never mentioned that to them. Never questioned them on the That's branding. because you were a gentleman. Just felt it wasn't my place. Plus, just creating food yeah. for me. But anyway, look, just saying, baguette time was on the table. They went with no the baguette, forget about it was on the fucking baguette table. time was on the side. Forget about it was on the table. Yeah, <laughs> and the baguette was in my mouth. But long story short, do your branding right. <laughs> um, just like so, with now regards with regards to us, yeah. you know, give yeah. it give it the five minutes that it needs to get mm. to forget about it. Yeah, otherwise you end up with a forget yeah. time. That's that's a what, great analogy for all of life. Definitely happened there is the day the sign went up, they would have gone forget about it. <laughs> but... How did we never see? Yeah. You want any more branding advice? Um, come to us. Let's make a yeah. movie dot com. Email us at let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. Tweet Lamanpod, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. For any, for any marketing advice. French glamour. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> heaven on a string? Nah. That's a bit shit. That's mm. very Bonnie Tyler, that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean I'm not, that, I like Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> I've got that album, Heaven yeah. on a String. <laughs> it's a great album. <laughs> Mostly blues, isn't it? It's, Weirdly, yeah. 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 <laughs> Is which is why I have it. Love it. Yeah, of course, you like your blues. Big, big fan. Don't belong because you think oh, I must refer to them, but actually it refers to the Fae because they don't belong because they're bastards. I'm going to say that's tenuous. <laughs> I like the name. I thought you were going to come up with a much better explanation. I'll be honest. I thought. I thought I, by the end of that, I thought I was going to be sitting here going perfect, but instead I'm sat here going. Sorry, you were thinking of the country. No, I was saying we can't call it the country or the countryside. It's too, it would have to be yeah. something like, um, you know, the, the house in Mesrabar. So, so if we go through all the things it shouldn't be. The house in Rechabar. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, there. It sounds Turkish. Sa- <laughs> Didn't know you spoke Turkish. I dabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now my ruse is being given away because yeah. I've been using Turkish for so Oh, all of the French I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah. But now everyone knows. And before people, <laughs> only, everyone, only the Turkish or, did. or the French. Yeah, I don't think we got. But we don't have any listeners really in, in either of those two countries. We we don't have any Turks. Maybe a couple. I'll take mm, this bit out. Don't want to. Don't want to discourage any further. Oh, no, Turkish. no, no. You're all welcome. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Get the turkey in the oven. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did they do? What did they do? <laughs> you could theme the name around the house invasion. So not it could, your home. Not your home. Uh, I'm just. No, no, it's not. It's not bad. It's in the. It's definitely nudging to the. It was in the right area. Yeah. And it's like knocking on some doors of better names. <laughs> it's it's ringing some de- yeah, bells. It's good name. It's um, thumbed clothes. the bell in so the yeah. bell's stuck. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps ringing. Uh, that's what it's done. <laughs> House in the forest. And what about like something like don't be something? <laughs> don't be late. Don't be. Don't be last. Don't be first. Don't be first. <laughs> you were watching magic yeah. happen yeah. <laughs> this is like jazz isn't it <laughs> name jazz um <laughs> <laughs> don't be first don't be last you've <laughs> also never heard of name jazz they can be disquieting when you're this close to it for the first time yeah uh, again it's shocking <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to think Country jazz, <laughs> French country jazz. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> French country jazz. You could call it the name of the house, but we'd have to know French. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. And also, have the name Le Petit Cottage, Le Petit <laughs> Well Proportioned House. Yeah, because it's, it's not petit. Yeah, is it? <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. Le Petit Well Proportioned House. Yeah. How about Le Petit Manchon? Sarah Eddy and Clive's not Deddy. <laughs> no, all right, all right. Clive to the rescue. Clive's late. <laughs> Clive's first. Clive's not first. <laughs> Your last home. Their last home. Our last home. No. <laughs> and the pause between when yeah. you said like you're there last yeah. home I even thought something better yeah. was going to come out of my yeah. mouth but no I went for our last home I just changed you I... seem like a writer in the writer room who's underqualified he's <laughs> <laughs> just gone oh have you tried uh, have, have you tried the other the last remaining option that you haven't tried dance of the marionettes yeah I like that dance of the puppets marionette macabre that's yeah, quite nice. It's quite a nice sort of... Um, Double M. It's nice. Yeah, I like that. And macabre, that's a French word, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly pronouncing it, is it? If it is, <laughs> yeah. I'd be saying macabre. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is how my wife pronounced it. Oh, really? Well, you know, there you go. That's good enough for me. Yeah, that means still, it's a French word. Yeah, still have a little... Uh, get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you've got, to keep, you've got to keep ammunition in the bag. Yeah, you've really got to are. keep some because, yeah. you know, ultimately we're all almost always worse than they are. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I've got to claw back something. Something, yeah. yeah. Something. yeah anything You're you more can. capable, but you can't say macabre. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 50-50, yeah. isn't yeah. it? And would we say that your marionette macabre is getting a, a thumbs yeah, thumbs up? up. Get a thumbs up. up. Get a thumbs up. A thumb up. Better than glamour? Yeah, I like it more than yeah, glamour. Well, yeah. There we go. Because it's French as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. We've and it we... is a French pitch. That's true. En français. Le pitch. I love <laughs> cool well on that note then um, thanks for your time John yeah, yeah thank you for your time Dave <laughs> yeah thank you Edith thanks Edith thanks Tone Tone still not come back Edith I don't see her either but there is a crow <laughs> yeah. so I'm just gonna call that 
Crow Edith and take it home. Yeah. Crowdith. That's a good name. Yeah. Crowdith and I will be retiring and uh, yeah, join us. <laughs> Alright. You're gonna fuck a crow. <laughs> Wasn't planning on that, I was just, just retiring from a live broadcast. You just made it sound like <laughs> you were putting your arm back, well we're gonna we're gonna retire. You can retire to a drawing room. You can retire to yeah. a smoking room. It just made it very much sound like you saw a crow, I wanna fuck it. <laughs> This time, that wasn't the case. <laughs> I was thinking very much more about the reading room. We were going yeah. to retire to the reading room, Brandy. You know how it is. <laughs> we dined first. <laughs> then we gen- got, yeah, and then we're you- gentlemen. And then well, you- not Edith. <laughs> Crowdiff. Crowdiff. <laughs> well, oh, you're God. in for quite an evening, Crowdiff. So this, listeners, is how you know we've been here too long. Do write in to about this episode or any of our other episodes, yeah. uh, pictures, or anything you want, frankly. Uh, but yeah, feel free to suggest titles. <clears throat> titles is an easy one yeah. if you want to get involved. But otherwise, you know, fix anything that you thought was shit. Add stuff in that you think's better. That stuff. Let's make a horror movie at gmail.com. Let's make a horror movie.com. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter at LMAHNPods. And you can, if you scream loud enough, then we might hear you depending yeah. on where you are well, and where we are. For a scream. So that's always a, an option. A final yeah. option is the scream. Yeah. But, you know, I would not recommend keep it's, it. It's bottom of the pile. In, yeah, keep it in your reserve. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's nice to know you've got it. <laughs> I'd love to hear it one day. On that baguette. On that baguette, yeah. Let's make a horror movie on. Bye. See you next Fucking. A mess. Uh,